Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, 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 listeners. Welcome back to another episode of, of course, the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We have a really kind of different, cool guest episode for you today. So usually when we bring guests onto the Hunting for Purpose podcast, which we love to do, you know, as often as we can, um, usually we bring them on and they kind of share their area of expertise and, and we get to discover what kind of work they do and how it applies to us and how it expands us. And that's great. But today I'm bringing on a guest for you in kind of a different way, in a bit of a different capacity. We're going to explore the commencement of a new pathway, the commencement of a new um, partnership, really, and, and explore her and her work and how it's all going to fit together. So I am welcoming on the incredible Taylor Verberkmos. She is a wealth mentor. She is, of course, a manifester, a 1-3 emotional manifester, and she just is is an extraordinary being. Taylor, I, I will let you introduce yourself. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I am beyond thrilled to be here. Um, I think Kali got the details right. My name is Taylor. <laughs> I'm a one three. I need you to know the foundations. Like I am a manifester and emotional like an ocean, like lots of it and lay by the beach or go for a swim. I've got space for you. It's great. It's a lot of fun. So good. So Taylor came into my space in the first round of the Manifesto Mastery Certification, which was, I mean, it feels like forever ago. It was really, yeah. when was it? Uh, beginning of 2021. Wow. Um, yeah, that was only a year, but it feels like significantly longer it. than that. Right? <laughs> I earned that year. Did yeah, you? Did. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> um, and really kind of showed up very, very at the last minute. I don't think I'd ever, mm. I hadn't had any kind of connection or, or a conversation mm-hmm. with you before. And you just popped in and you were like, I'm here, very line three, like I'm present. Let's give yeah. this experiment a go and don't really know what it's going to become. And um, you were an amazing presence in the first round of the <laughs> certification and have stayed on as a support teacher in our second round. So really bringing incredible insights to our students in the second round. Yeah. Um, and now we are working together on the third round Look at that. <laughs> of MMC, which is very, very cool. But um can you share a little bit of that story? Because I think it's a cool story, kind of the way that you just allowed yourself to flow into that. Like how how on earth did you come to, I'm just going to sign up for a certification program? Yeah, so I uh, trained as a 
professional life coach first a couple of years ago. And in this kind of network of coaches that I'm affiliated with, human design had, had over the last couple of years has been kind of floating into the conversation. And I'm pretty resistant to labels and organized systems that kind of leave people uh, working hard to live up to the title instead of like really empowering them. And so human design felt like this at the time, uh, felt like this secret language that, you know, you had to like believe in the stars and the moon and like everything had to like come together for you to really get it. And that just felt like a distraction from the work. But over time, when they dropped the profiles, I came across some people talking about being a manifester. And it was at a point in my business where I really wanted to create impact. I wanted to manifest impact and I wanted to see it on. I just wanted to, I just wanted greater like fruit from all of this effort of marketing. And I was willing even to explore manifestation. So I was like, I wonder if I'm a manifester Mm -hmm. and I ended up being a manifester. (laughs) And I thought I was a six, two profile because I didn't have my time right. And it, you know, I found out I was a one three and I start searching from it. And the first person that, you know, was kind of like helping me figure it out. They were just like, you know, you're one three, you're just going to have to dig in. Like, I I don't, you're just going to have to be willing to go down the rabbit hole. And I didn't even know what that meant really. Um, but I just kind of in typical one, three fashion said, I'm just going to figure out what this means. Like, I'm going to figure out why she said that to me really is what it was about. <laughs> Cause I don't think I need to go down a rabbit hole, but I am going to figure this out. No clue. Acting like a one, three right there, just <laughs> eating it. And, um, so I just found some people online and I found, um, Eden Carpenter, who is like beautiful for her expansive understanding of human design. And I think somewhere in there, Holly and you had like posted or she had commented and it was more specific to the manifestor experience. And I just started listening to that and saw that you're promoting the certification. And at the time I didn't read the word certification. I really only saw the word like manifestor mastery. And I was like, that's what I will be doing. I will be mastering like whatever this is like, cause I, as a line one, I cannot feel like I don't know what's going on here. Like I need to, what is Like before I get caught up in the shenanigans, I really need to understand like how this thing works. And I didn't want it to be in another conversation where somebody was telling me how I'm going to be or what I'm going to do with information. So I signed up and found out later that it was a certification and fortunately it was optional, but you know, performance mentality, I have to do the readings. So now I I became certified and that's really how I kind of stumbled into it was really honoring that desire motivation, just like, Ooh, I got to have that next. Ooh, I got to have, I got to answer this like internal drive. And, um, that that's the blessing or the curse of being a one three is <laughs> you know where to look and you have a way of finding the obstacle to overcome. <laughs> and here you have landed unexpectedly <laughs> three levels later support teacher and now partnering with a human design instructor specifically for manifestors here we are folks who would have known Oops. who would have known that that's where Oops. seeing manifesto mastery would yes. end up for you no. i love it and the journey's not done not done by now it's means. just beginning yeah like we're having so much fun <laughs> we are yeah. Can you can you share a little bit about um, kind of what was that journey like for you of really beginning to embody your design and and where has that yeah. landed you in terms of like the work that you do and and the yeah. stuff that you offer the world? 
Yeah. So one of the things that I think I deeply took away from the certification process and the way that you offer such depth of information about the experience of being a manifester and not just the human design system is that information is great, but your transformation happens when you are willing to integrate. And you can't integrate as fast as you can consume information. And that is like the core lesson. I think that everyone three has to like grapple with is that my ability to consume information isn't the same as my line three experience with information and how I'm integrating it. And so that process for me of like whizzing through the modules while most people were like, I'm just tired. I need a rest. I'm like, what are you tired for? There's more information. Like finish the video. Like what are we Keep doing? consuming the knowledge, guys. <laughs> it's still there. And you don't know how to be a manifester. If you'd finished the video, you'd probably know how to be a manifester. And I, I, I hit walls in that where I would like consume a bunch of videos and then be tired and feel disoriented and be on the call and be like, so wait, how do I, like, how do I do this? Like, how do I, how do I be this? And just the frustration of loving the material, knowing that I had the intellectual capacity to, to read for somebody else, but I, it, I was being forced to embody it. I couldn't keep consuming and not integrating because it was keeping me from making money. It was becoming the thing I did instead of marketing my business. Like there were real actions that my work required. And instead of doing that, I was distracting myself with information. So the process for me was like a lot of walls, getting frustrated, hiring coaches that were generators that now in hindsight, I can look and say they were such gems, but at the moment it was like, it was triggering to be in their presence because they are getting it done and I'm learning it. And my self-concept wasn't growing. So for me, the process of embodying this has been about deep exploration, deep investigation, and then realizing where my knowledge has not been integrated and then being willing to learn it again. And this time learn it and not just know it. And so that's really what being a support teacher honestly was about for me. It was like, I know I don't need to watch the videos again. I need to be initiated into an experience. And that is what it's been. That's what I've offered, you know, the students that I work with is come in this with me because we're all going to be figuring out how to be manifestors as we process this information. And it's Mm. been game-changing really. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful to witness throughout both rounds of the certification, how those different profiles play out because uh, the Mm. profiles become so significant when we do things like learning, right? When we Mm -hmm. become a student and we're doing integration and embodiment, like those profile lines, like shine bright (laughs) through that. (laughs) And, you know, whenever we've had line ones, it has been this uh, kind of obsession with the information, right? Like I have Mm. to saturate myself in and I have to to consume all of it, all of Mm. it, all of it very quickly. And then they do kind of hit this wall where they go, oh, wait, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> now, now not better. I, I didn't get fixed. I just yeah. know a lot. Correct. <laughs> now I know and, I'm really broken. <laughs> and to an extent, the line fives have the same problem, right? Because mm. the line fives kind of have this tendency to, to come in and say, oh, okay, 
I've been given the answer. Now I've got the solution. It's cool. I've got the structure in place. What do you mean the structure's faulty? Like, <laughs> I don't, now I have to think about this. Like now, now I have to change this up. Um, yeah. You know, whereas our, our other lines, like the, the twos, the fours, the sixes, usually mm. would kind of do the tired thing. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. take a little piece of this. I'm going to integrate it. I'm tired. Mm. I'm going to rest. I'll take a little bit more. Yeah. And so it's just so beautiful to see that different journey play mm-hmm. out. For yeah, right? it is. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think that that is one of the things that I am enjoying as I work with the students in the current certification and just going forward is like really embracing your uniqueness and the unique energy that you bring to this process. Like that's the real win. That's the money at the end is knowing how you work, not having just done the work. And I just love it. It's good stuff. So agree. Yes. Um, how has that journey for you as a as a manifesto going through that embodiment process? Yeah. Kind of all of that, the the messiness, right? Mm-hmm. Of like figuring this stuff out. How has that shifted or impacted your your business? Right. Like yeah. your your core way of, I mean, outside of the certification, like the stuff that you do and the people that you attract and the way that you communicate. Yeah. So Um, one of the things that has come out of it is this idea of partnership. And last year I officially began a partnership with two other coaches and that is an evolution, but it was catalyzing in the best way to be partnered with a four, six, a sacral Manny Jen and a one, three projector, like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, it was completely different energy to be around and to see how powerful it is to leverage um, our differences and see where we connect and where we don't and that process. So that is one big thing is I don't know that before this, I would have had the internal capacity to really partner with people because I just would have thought it needed to all be about me. I needed to deliver and I needed to make sure that I was nailing it and didn't miss anything. And now it's like, I have something extremely valuable to contribute. Mm. I am not the end all be all, not for anyone's life or transformation. And so that that's one piece of it. Um, But even as we like build that out and figure out like, what do we want that to look like? What has also blossomed out of that is my own thinking, my own intellectual like concepts and processes. And really it's, it's come up against my thoughts about money. It's come up against my thoughts about time. It's come up against like, I I love talking about wealth as this new, like multidimensional thing versus, oh, it's a lot of money or it's not worrying about things. It's so much more than that. And really being able to, to handle yourself in the, in a kind and loving way is the entrance exam to wealth, being able to embrace your own uniqueness and not apologize for you, who you are and not make excuses for the work that you haven't done. Like that is the entrance exam to wealth. And I think that is, I'm seeing it financially in my business, but I'm more so seeing it in my relationships and the partnerships that I have now are because I've been willing to radically take responsibility for who I am. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. We were, uh, we were chatting on Boxer before we even hopped on this call about uh, kind of 
this experience that's occurring right now. It's almost like this open yeah. doorway is happening yeah. right now around not just a conversation about money. I think that's such a narrow viewpoint, right? It's, it's yeah. so much more beyond like, let's just talk about our money story and our views on yeah. money. This is uh, a whole new quantum field of wealth, right? It's yes. really redefining the way that we see wealth, the way that we hold wealth, the way that we receive yes. it, the way that we embody it, right? It's To me, it feels like we are stepping onto the platform of sacredness, yes. right? It's like sacred uh, uh, relationship, not even connection, just relationship with like yes. uh, wealth, right? Yes. Prosperity, you know, yes. and, and money is a currency of that. Yes. So, of course, money is yes. a significant part of the conversation, but um yeah, it's really, it's really beautiful to see kind of you, you stepping into that space in your own way and in, in your own energy yeah. at the same time that I'm doing it kind of like parallel, right? Like yes. we're doing this in really different ways, yeah. but it's the same it. experience. It is very much so. And I think, I think what's really also very cool about it happening in parallel and much like this podcast episode and, and the work that we'll be doing is that you and our profiles are parallel to each other. And so the way that we're even articulating it, like I, and on my end, I'm teaching there's five types of wealth and there's priorities to wealth, but that's very line one. Like, let me break it down. Here are the, this is how they work, everyone. And I want you to do the relation. I want you to understand the relationship so that you can experiment. And I feel like when I hear you talk about money and when you talk about just wealth creation in general, it's very relational in my opinion. I, I feel very invited, like this is the decision. Like I love your one of your previous podcasts where you're like, this is the decision I'm making from the relationship that I have with myself, from the relationship I have with my business. And this is what I want to be an example of. And they happen in tandem. And that's like, I just love, I just love how it's blossoming in that way. Uh-huh. The, the uh-huh. Is beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, for anybody who is, who is listening to this, who is also feeling that kind of uh, magnetic pull, I guess, to, to yeah. rediscovering yeah. wealth, re, re-understanding wealth. I mean, welcome to the conversation. Um, yes. We, we'd love you to contribute your, your part, your narrative. I think this is not a, we don't need a money guru. We don't need, yeah. you know, one person that is going to teach us all about money as a generation or as a collective, yeah. right? I, this is a contribution of many voices um, yes. that are going to reweave a, a new fabric for us yeah. to stand on, I think, as a collective. So I, I'm yeah. thrilled to be one voice in that. Same. That experience. Same. Yes. So, I mean, really the, the purpose of this episode is, is to formally introduce you as oh, somebody. Cool. Yes. Formally, you are officially introduced <laughs> as she somebody. She adjusts in her seat, just for <laughs> right? those who she need like, a little narration. Sits up, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> Taylor is going to be very much an ongoing key voice in this mm. community. So Taylor and I are entering into a very manifesto-like partnership <laughs> together. Very, um, you know, let's just initiate it and see mm. how it becomes a life of its own after yes. we have initiated it. Um, yeah. and, and really just 
I think energetically to give people a background, you touched on it so beautifully, um, is that you and I are, are opposites, right? Yeah. You are a one, three emotional. I am a four, six splenic, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like your, yeah. your conscious son is, is the gate of opinions and my conscious son is the gate of doubt. Like we are really <laughs> like at opposite ends <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> spectrum. Um, but, but what we have discovered in working with each other is that there is just a really delicious harmony in that there there is kind of a sense of wholeness in that Mm -hmm. like oh there's somebody who is you know we're walking on the same road but yeah you're walking completely different steps to me um and I I have really enjoyed the experience that we have had just being being in each other's spaces of bringing a richness to Mm -hmm. the conversation and having this acceptance of um you know, I, I, or you, we are not the only ones individually that need yeah. to do anything that need to yeah. be bringing a message or need to be creating things. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, just to help people understand, I think that that's kind of energetically where this has been born from like this mm-hmm. acceptance of, oh, there's so much value in people yeah. who are not the same as you, right. Yeah. In, in people who are opposite, but really share those same values share those same kind of core drivers um so informing the audience very very clearly just to be very direct about it taylor is uh coming on as a regular co-host here on the podcast so taylor will be taking yeah man Mm -mm. (laughs) taylor will be taking uh, an episode each month which is just her episode um Mm -hmm. who knows who knows what you'll do with that (laughs) I think let you know when I find out. I will inform you as soon as it hits me. <laughs> Whenever it arrives, you will, <laughs> you will be, be informed. Um, and, you know, really what that allows for here is just on the podcast platform alone, mm. it really allows for an additional dimension of mm. what we talk about, that Taylor can speak to things and see things in a way that I cannot So I want to bring you this diversity. I want to create community here, which is uh, very egalitarian, right? Which, which is not an, it's not an autocracy. Like I don't, Mm. I'm not running the whole thing here. Mm. I want there to be a space for um, anybody who's really deep in that embodiment journey to Mm. bring their wisdom and to bring it in the way that feels correct for them. So you'll be hearing a lot of, a lot of Taylor's voice in the podcast as we go forward. Um, Taylor and I are also working closely, as I mentioned before, on the third round of the Manifesto Mastery Certification, which will come up at the end of 2022, mid to late end 2022. Um, and so Taylor will be, again, we haven't worked out the details. It must be challenging for your line one. We haven't like hashed out the details of that yet. You know, I'll be here. That's the detail we need. I'll be present. So Right. I will be present and I will have something to say because I'm a manifester. And no doubt. That's all I got for you. No doubt. So yeah. Taylor, Taylor will just take a very uh, kind of present space in that. You will likely see her come up a lot more in the launching. Um, mm-hmm. We're working together collaboratively to reshape some elements of the third round and bring a lot more of that embodiment and integration mm-hmm. into it, um, which feels you know, very kind of rebellious, I think to me, like programs aren't out there, aren't doing that. 
yet and so yeah. this is very much like a new frontier and and how do we do this and like how, yeah. how do we initiate even yes. something like that so um that's I mean that's what the partnership is looking like at the moment from my perspective Taylor do you want to share anything about how how you see your role in this yeah, I, I think that one of the things, one of the the gems, and this is a shameless plug for those one threes who are still stumbling to integrate all of that thing, you know, and you keep hearing other people say, and you're like, I knew that, um, this is that, this is that initiation and invitation to embodiment, to really owning and taking radical responsibility for you, who you are. This seat I'm sitting in is a direct result of me being willing to, to own my own urges and my initiations and to say things. And so that really is the energy that I want to bring, um, at least in this iteration to the podcast is let's, let's explore what it's like to actually be a manifester, not just understand it, but let's work through some of the challenges. Let's talk about it. Let's be very, um, transparent. I think that that four, six energy really is relational and it, and it brings that truth level understanding of the experience. And we need that. And a beautiful contrast is the undone unfinished, still figuring it out aspect that is equally as true, but often looks and sounds different. And so that's what I want to hold space for. I think that's where deep wealth is, is when you're willing to be unfinished, um, and that's what I want to bring to the podcast for now. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm really, I'm really kind of, uh, feeling very warm and feeling very kind of, uh, emotionally mm. just what's the word. It's like, it's like safety. I feel this kind of emotional, mm. uh, solidification here in being able mm. to bring a voice that, other people can resonate with, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of those like lines ones, lines two, lines threes, right? That mm-hmm. that I, I can speak to in a, a wider sense, right? Like my mm-hmm. line six can speak to kind of these big concepts and, yeah. you know, big truths and kind of take that objective approach. But mm-hmm. um, there is a lot there is a lot to the reality of the experience of being mm. in that first half of the hexagram, being being mm. one of those first three lines that I think yeah. is just missed in a voice yeah. like mine. And, and I want to bring people that place of resonance. I want to bring people that place of saying, oh, my God, that's me. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. okay. It's, this is yeah. normal. I, I'm accepted like this. Yeah. I think I, I really am. I'm really honored to be experimenting with this with you in this way, because I think that what we're doing is I don't, I know we're not the first pot uh, like partnership or even co-host situation, but I do think that the level of transparency we're offering about the newness of the partnership, about how much we don't know about how this is going to work out is something that many people don't get to hear. They don't get to hear. We just believe this is what's next. And we're willing to walk this out in front of you. And Mm. I think that's such a gift to the collective and especially a gift to manifestors. So yeah, and there's a, there's a really a kind of beautiful state of um, synergy, I think, with even yeah. arriving at that same place together from completely different authorities, 
yeah right? for for me to arrive at that splenically very quickly right yeah, they're like okay cool me. yeah like I'm intuitively in it or I'm intuitively out of it whereas you like to really Ooh. ride through that and you actually initiated me into this process yeah. after riding through you know your yeah, several waves <laughs> Lots of them. I don't know who suggests there's one. All waves include multiple waves happening, converging upon your existence. (laughs) Yes, lots of them. And then eventually you just realize you're not going to drown. And so you decide, okay, I can tell. (laughs) I can share it now. And that is the now I can initiate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So different from my experience. I just got to get still and quiet for a moment and then just be willing to like take the leaps that come from that Mm. weirdness, right? Take, Ah. You know, I I think that uh, just as a little aside, a lot of the time that we talk about that splenic authority, it's really like, oh, it's always like guiding you towards this beautiful thing. Sometimes it's actually veering you away from something and it's like, heck, no, don't go down that path, but I'm not going to tell you why. (laughs) Just say no. You just gotta, you just gotta take the leap and say no, not for me. Even when it looks really sparkly, it's <laughs> really good. Spleen, I know you don't live here, but do you know what that is? <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying no to? You understand, right? Okay, right. So there's this trust process that that comes yeah. whether it's a yes or a no from. Ah, from this that's so good. Um, yeah, not not my case. I yeah. Mm-mm. I'm like, I'm drowning. This is not going to work. Everybody's going to leave me. I'm a horrible, like, why don't I know what I need to know? I haven't studied enough. Go study some more because that'll make me not be so emotional about this decision. Let's open a textbook. That'll make it. Yes. That'll that'll feel good. Sign up for a course. Then you'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. That's so something to explore. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about kind of the concept of partnerships for a little bit, right? Because you've you've had a really cool experience Mm -hmm. recently, as you mentioned, with commencing a partnership, especially with with other types and allowing that to be really foundational in the way that Mm -hmm. you work. And I, you know, I feel like a lot of the narrative that manifestors get, which in my perspective is not actually a narrative created by us. I think it's a narrative Mm -hmm. created by other people and we just absorb it Mm -hmm. where, you know, we're told like, you're the lone wolves, you're independent, mm. you go it alone, you make your own rules, you're at the edge of the collective, yeah. you're the visionary, all of that stuff. And to us, that really becomes this internalized conditioning of I can't work with other people. Yeah. You know, it, it has to be my show. It has yeah. to be, you know, everything perfectly in place for me. And a lot of what I hear from, from manifestors who are kind of really frustrated and angry with trying to understand this experience of being mm. independent is that they say, you know, but I informed of what I wanted and then it didn't work out perfectly. Like, I've seen that. Right. I like, don't understand. Yeah. They didn't do what I said and I informed them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, but, but no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was sold a lie. Informing does not work. People don't always listen. Correct. Yeah. Like I get a lot of manifestors saying like, people still interrupt me. Like, well, yeah. We're still here. <laughs> I mean, and on one scope, it's, you know, it's funny because it's like, yeah. the world is not utopia. 
Yeah, yeah. like of course in an ideal world for a manifestor, that would be the yeah. way that it would exist. But we live in a broken humanity and and we're yeah. interacting with people who have their own issues as well as we have our issues. And so yeah. the expectation is not perfection. The expectation is self-awareness. Like how do you right. respond to situations like this? Right. But then on another tangent, I think it really lends itself to this conversation about uh, recognizing that although we are able to initiate independently, is that yeah. actually what is best for us in this, yeah. this journey as manifestors? What what has your experience been in in kind yeah. of kind of already going through that journey of starting a partnership? Yeah. So it's been about a year since, um, starting the partnership. And ironically, we just had kind of this reflective moment in our team. And one of the things that, that the conclusion I will say, I personally am settled in and that I have emotional clarity around is that just like in money, we think that there's a zero sum game. Like if I charge this much, other people won't. We also think that about sovereignty. We Mm -hmm. also think that if I really own my sovereignty, that somehow other people's sovereignty is either lessened or that if they're fully owning theirs, that somehow mine is lessened. Mm -hmm. And I think that that belief, that zero sum mentality is pervasive in so many other types of relationships and dynamics, but that is what partnership has taught me is that as a manifester, I go first, I'm willing to exercise my sovereignty first, but it's never at the expense of someone else. And it's never, it's never at the expense of their ability to enact their sovereignty. And the more that I can honestly deal with some of those like codependent tendencies where some of my defined energy lacks boundaries, um, when I, the more that I deal with that, I find that the relationship and the partnership is so much more expansive. And so, um, that's what I would say, like in the, in the partnership journey, like I I realize that I'm talking about it a bit conceptually, but it affects everything. When you really believe that someone else's no decides for you. And when you think that your no, or your yes decides for someone else, that, that lack of boundaries, just, it, it crumbles the relationship. Nobody experiences abundance in that and business of all places, um, is, is just kind of like a magna magnifying glass of that. We see it with our clients. You can see it with your business partners. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's that uh maturity in that sovereignty yes. journey right so even kind of break that down to more like simplified language it's that place of acceptance as a manifester I guess from that manifesto lens but it applies to everyone um yeah. that place of full acceptance of yourself as a manifester and yeah what your energy can do and the significance yeah. of that um in realization that like you owning that and you being yeah. mature about that and you contributing that to, yes. to partnerships, to places, to things is yeah. really what creates prosperity. It's really yes. what creates abundance. And so it doesn't yes. need to be uh, kind of squirreled away or isolated or held with this like fear. I think a lot yeah. of manifestors, and certainly I went through that experience as well, this whole like, you can't take it from me. Like you can't, you can't come and have I what I've got. I protect my power. <laughs> <laughs> when, when really like the core essence of manifesto energy, when we look at our true strategy, right, which is mm-hmm. the role that we play because everyone plays a role which is sacred and collective. Yeah. 
the role that we play is to be the people that light the flame. Yeah. We are, we're here to be the people that just kickstart, right? It's like yeah. the engine's not going. Nobody's even seeing the car. We pull yeah. the car from behind the veil and turn the engine on and then hop out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Now, right on. <laughs> take it, everybody. You want a car? Take the car. Do the car, right? And, yeah. and I think that when we really claim ownership over mm. that without fear of yeah. it being taken advantage of and, and taken away, like has happened to a lot of us in the past, right? Yeah. Because we can manifest our own experiences that way. Um, what we then get to experience is this ability to, to choose like yeah. do I want to get out of the vehicle now that I've started it or would I prefer to just move to the back seat yeah and and let other people drive this thing that yeah. I've created and and kind of be witness to that and contribute my initiating energy as it is needed and as it yeah. benefits everyone yeah I think that's I think that that is a demonstration of our power of our wealth as people is to be able to sit in one seat and then switch like Mm -hmm. that to me is such radical self-acceptance to know that where you're sitting doesn't define you. And, um, I, I think that that partnerships are an opportunity to kind of deal with that. If you believe that you have to be the only one who starts it and you have to finish it and you have to have the same seat that the whole time, I think it just makes for a very limited experience of your life. And I mean, case in point, I'm a, I'm a co-host on your podcast and it's not because I don't have other ideas or other things that I'm doing, but it's because I have, I was initiated and I had an urge to offer something. And in this container, I'm one of the seats on the, on the bus and in another one, I'm driving the bus and I just, it feels amazing. And I hope that others are seeing it can feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and as, as the person who has like initiated this space, initiated this podcast, initiated Mm. this community, it feels uh, remarkably joyful to Mm. me to say, cool, I'll hop out of the driver's seat. Like Mm. (laughs) take it, please. I'll sit a few rows back because I don't always have to be driving the bus. Mm. And in fact, it's tiring to always Mm. be driving the bus and it limits the number of roads that I can drive down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what we so often miss with this manifestor energy. I I would argue that manifesting generators probably have the same like conundrum, Mm -hmm. right? This manifestor energy that says, well, if I created it, if I initiated it, then I have to have complete ownership over Mm -hmm. it when actually that that um builds walls around Mm -hmm. what we've created when what we want is boundless what right what we really are wanting is something that has its own energy and i mean even again like kind of building it back into that like the, the structure of the human design system which can be helpful is understanding that like everything that you initiate and everything that you create has its own human design chart right we teach this in in the certification Mm -hmm. that like and that for me was such a revelation when I learned that because I was like oh my gosh I'm (laughs) genuinely creating life yeah and once I've created it it already has a life I I don't need to be there to keep it breathing 
now it is already it's like children right like I birthed yeah. my children and, and I've helped them grow but like they eat yeah. on their own and breathe on their own and sleep on their own and follow their own yeah. personalities and right yeah. I think we need to be willing as the initiators of the collective to say mm. I will trust my authority I'll trust my sovereignty as to when I take my hands off this thing yeah and determine you know do I want to stay around the edges or do I want to walk away completely knowing that that's actually beautiful. That's a benefit to everyone. Yeah. That is, that is literally the conversation, you know, I'm having with multiple people is, you know, if every answer was a good, worthy and beautiful answer, then can we just be open to them? Like, are we open to all the ways that this could look? And if we're not worried about what it's going to cost us, then we can see what it's going to contribute to our life, whether that's partnership or not partnering? Can you see the beauty in both of them? Because if you can, you really have options, you know, but I think sometimes we don't really, we don't really focus on how can this serve me? How can it serve me to be a driver or to not be involved at all? What would it free me? You know, this is where the coach in me is like, I just want to ask all the questions. I want to understand, like, how are you seeing this? Because I'm pretty sure my gate 17 can find another way to look at it. And sometimes that's really helpful. And sometimes I just need to give the feedback and move on. But the point is that I agree. I think that, I think that as manifestors, we can take a lot of uh, responsibility that for others being initiated versus taking responsibility to initiate Mm. and let others have their experience of that Mm. as completely separate and 100% within their sovereignty. Mm, my gosh yes 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 um I was recording earlier this week with uh the incomparable Vanessa Henry um who is just delicious right and um her episode will be coming out in a few weeks kind of at the end of end of March but for those who are not aware Vanessa is a 6-2 ego manifester um she's been around the human design space for about 10 years now and is just a beast of a human yeah <laughs> it's just fangirling like, and I'm not oh, that yeah. type but I'm just <laughs> right, like me either you yes. think she'll come on the podcast again because we haven't talked to a one three emotional manifester and ironically I happen to be one she did she did inform that she wanted to be invited back so oh there you go I, open doorway my friend I just might have a few openings <laughs> hopefully she'll just right. text me Come on, Vanessa. Come on. And, you know, Vanessa has also shifted gears very much in the last 12 Mm. months into partnership work. Mm -hmm. For anybody that follows her space, she runs a podcast that is a partnered podcast with three other people. Um, She also shut down her main source of income, which was a membership that was Mm. her bringing five figures a month and and really the financial source of wealth for her family. Um, Mm. And she shut that down to initiate a partnership project, uh, Mm. which is the Spacious app for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, Mm -hmm. where she and two other people are contributing conversation Mm-hmm. to the energetic embodiment journey on yeah. this app. Um, is she even uh, this weekend, obviously it will have passed by the time we air this episode, but uh, she's running an on the rooftop experience partnering with Alex Cantone. How extraordinary right? does that even sound? I like know. I'm not even a line six, but I feel like I should have got an invite as a line three. If you're going to spend that kind of time in my energy, then I, <laughs> there should have been like, 
an asterisk at the bottom that said line threes. If you're serious, you can come. Legit. Like you can come and you <laughs> sit need to be on like, the edge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we need. Come on. That's it. All we that need. <laughs> I will be attending. I will let you know how it all goes, but I'm sure Please, it's going to be phenomenal. Um, but, you know, Vanessa and I were talking about this concept of partnership in the episode mm. that we recorded and how she feels she's really entered a place now as a manifester where she can't work without partnership, mm. where it has increased the ability to use her energy mm-hmm. so exponentially that she's like, why would I go back to doing it you kind of short something like yeah. why you know we can take on everything that we want for ourselves as manifestors but our energy will only take us so far because we can't yeah. sustain it but yeah. if you want to birth something big or you want to birth something quickly or you want to mm-hmm. birth something that will sustain you got to be okay with getting in partnership with these other people who yes. can respect your sovereignty as a manifestor as equally as you respect their ability to bring energetic contribution. Yes. It's, okay. it's game changing. I think it's, I think we're going to see a lot more. I'm seeing people do it left and right. Lots of um, human design partnerships and collaborate collaborations, other kind of uh, people that we respect that I know we mo- both mutually respect are partnering and some of them I'm in their programs and it's, it is beautiful to see them like walking out how to leverage and engage and honor each other's energy instead of trying to explain it. They're just mm-hmm. allowing you to experience it. And it's, it's good. It's a good direction for the collection collective. It does. It feels quite um, paradigm shifting for me again, mm-hmm. like be the line six for a moment. Forgive me, everybody to like zoom out and like take, take this in objectively. Like it's um, it feels very uh, uh, like I said, paradigm shifting. I, I feel mm-hmm. like there is this space that we have been existing in, particularly in the online space. We've seen kind of a spotlight on it, right. Mm-hmm. Where it has been, every man for himself. It has been this, like, I am the only authority in my field. Like I have Mm. to find this niche that nobody else is in. And if my programs have to sell out and, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. I think that we started to see an attempt to break that down in 2020, where Mm. we were having a lot more conversation around, you know, women are not in competition with each other. Like mm-hmm. you can share the same space and you can lift each other up. And, and at, <laughs> right at the time yeah. I was like, that's good, but it's not, not deep enough. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's cool. A little, it's a little bigger. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's a tad superficial, but I get where you're going guys. So like, yeah, let's keep on going with the journey and see what it yeah. unfolds into. And I think that we are now starting two years later we're actually starting to step into some of that depth. I feel like we're just dipping our toes in the top water of that that very yeah. deep ocean that says we are no longer going to be involved in, you know, that kind of narcissistic, com- competitive, right, like I will keep it all for me and you can't have it and I have to be the best and you can't share my space because, I, I mean, people have been able to create money They've been able to mm-hmm. generate a lot of money in that space, but I don't feel that people have been able to have a real relationship with wealth yeah. in that space. And I think that yeah. that's the opportunity that is being afforded to us here by saying, yeah. 
we can work in collaboration, we can work in partnership, we can work in collective connection and harmony. You can have times of being individual and independent Mm -hmm. and and times of, of working in projects and spaces and concepts with people whatever feels really really good to you um but there is there is a doorway here there is an energy here that is beyond just hey this could make us a lot of money like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) to oh we can really step into new quantum realms of wealth here yes yeah do you have that same sense I do. I think that, you know, I, I love patterns and what I've noticed in teachings are that we used to teach things like one specific outcome or one specific concept. And now the, the, the online teaching space has like, here's the experience I want you to experience as a coach. And so I'm going to teach you how to make money. And I'm also going to teach you how to coach. And I'm going to teach you, like, we're taking things that used to be separate and we're kind of like um, putting them in relationship and then offering the container to people. And so I think that the, the, what's happening in partnership is really just following that same pattern of we used to be separate. And now there's a real benefit in having this kind of intersection and interplay of all of our energies and ideas that there's an actual value in that interplay, not just a bundle. It's not just, oh, you get all of these things together, but no, do you see how they interact? Do you see the relationship that they have? Because somewhere in there is you know, you, it's how you feel and how you like, there's more space when you can see us all kind of being together. So I definitely think that we're moving in that way. And I think it happened with information first and with, with courses first. And now it's, it's happening with people and with partnerships and and businesses. And I would imagine that we'll, we'll also see going forward, like with States and with nations and with city, like we'll see it just continue to reverberate until we get into this kind of global experience where we really value the the interplay of all of our differences and not needing to homogenize but truly value harmony and i think that's exciting Mm, so true so very very true i love the way you articulate things oh my gosh it's just so like oh yes that's clear like that's so like precise i love it so i mean where do you feel like this particular partnership venture that yeah. we're walking into whatever it may be do you have any kind of inkling or any sense at the moment about what impact this is going to have I guess, initially, like on this manifested community, right? On the manifested collective, how do you feel that's going to be seen and and experienced? So I think I love, what keeps coming up for me are these profiles. And I think that, you know, the line one is is about that foundation. It's about getting the basics right. And I think it starts with a self-acceptance, responsibility for self, like these valuable and, and, and super, useful partnerships happen when two really solid individuals get together. We've seen examples in in our personal lives and professionally when partnerships are not healthy, when they're not supportive, when they, when they don't net positive, they net negative. And so I think the, the direction that we're going into are partnerships that net 
greater than they would if you weren't partnered. But in order for that to happen, the foundation is people who know who they are, people Mm -hmm. who accept who they are, people who can self-advocate and they're not walking around fearing other people's sovereignty's impact on their existence. You can't experience love if you're consumed with fear. And so I think that for, for us in this partnership, like at least this first urge or iteration is really about really validating your individual experience. And I want the audience to come away with a new level of, of stability and, and solidness about who they are and how they're different and not spiritually bypass it and not explain it away, but truly like do the work to be able to self-advocate because there are likely partnerships that rely on your ability to be a hundred percent you undiluted and unfiltered and that is a purification process, not in a cleansing kind of way, but like in a releasing, release the need for other people's approval and all of that. And I think human design is a wonderful starting point for that conversation, which is, I think probably why I've been called into it and to talk about it more is because it really does a great job of at least starting the conversation of all the nuances that make you different from me and how it might feel different to be you versus how it might feel different to be me. Um, And I think just willing to explore that and to have that conversation is the starting point of radical self-responsibility. And that's critical to abundance. So, Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know that both you and I are, you know, we're fairly passionate about allowing human design language to to be a healthy tool, allowing that to be a point of access, but not being limited to that language and allowing the the experience to go much wider than that language and that system. For sure. You know, like you can't can't put a manifester in a box. (laughs) Like no. Don't even try, mm -hmm. please. It would be helpful if (laughs) you didn't do that. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good starting point. Um for sure. And I, I don't, I don't know if I had not studied human design, if I would have been able to one, really be able to self-explore at the level that I have. And that might be because of the line one, like needing some information to grapple with. Um, but I also don't think that I would have had the language to really initiate even this partnership. I wouldn't have been able to, I don't know that I would have been able to really sit in the message, which was like, Holly, this is what I think might be needed. And I feel like I might be the, the, the plug for this piece of it. And, you know, and I was, it wasn't certainty that I was walking with. It was like a, a clarity about, I know what I see and I feel compelled to, to almost I'm initiated by what I'm experiencing here. And now I want to initiate you into this potential option. I don't know that I would have even had that language had I not been studying something like human design. Mm. So I think it's incredibly useful as a starting point, but not a limiting, not a limitation of your experience by any Mm. means. And that, that experience that, that you journeyed through with initiating this partnership too, is such a beautiful embodiment of the emotional authority. Oh, yeah. Goodness, yeah. That like, I'm not certain. I just, yes. I just have clarity and I feel yeah. like I am being initiated into this. I am being drawn to it. I, you know, it is an urge. And so I pursue that to initiate yeah. something or someone. Yeah. Else. And there's value. Like 
even, even in all of that emotional wave, being able to say, you know, emotional waves, I think are sometimes described as like this thing that happens to us. And we don't like our brain stops working while we go through the wave, but it, it doesn't like your brain hypes up with the emotional wave. So you start going, well, what's the worst case scenario? Like what, well, what, what's all the ways this could go wrong. And I think in all of that internal drama, what, what it allows us to do that you earn the clarity you get at the other side of that. You earn it by the thoughts you don't entertain and the ones that you do. And so for me, it was like, maybe the gift to Holly is the, is the initiation. It's the conversation. It may not even turn into anything, but at least she'll know that she didn't want it or that she didn't receive it. And that could be a gift too. And I think this is just kind of a full circle moment in terms of there's not a, there's not a zero sum game. Like we, there's, we all win. There's this abundant experience. There's this abundant paradigm when, when everyone's being a hundred percent authentic and telling the truth about their experience and it ain't neat all the time, but it normally <laughs> ends up pretty at the end on some level. Agree. So agree. It's messy. Yeah. yeah. You know, what I've, what I've really been able to witness, uh, you know, being in this role as a facilitator to this manifested community over the last year or so in particular is that we, there was very much an urge and very much a drive to spend 2021, like mm-hmm. really bringing foundational teaching. It's like those mm-hmm we had to break down the whole building, had to demolish Mm -hmm. the whole thing and then come in and say, where's the floor? Where are the walls? Like where's the framework here? Really bringing language that resonated and made sense, like pulling apart things like, well, what does the rest cycle even mean? What's that creation rest cycle? And what what is informing actually, Mm -hmm. right? So like kind of all of these these words that we've had thrown at us that we haven't been able to apply because Mm -hmm. there hasn't been a a realness to them. Mm -hmm. I really felt like 2021 was this, this whole kind of group experience in this manifesto collective of let's relearn. Let's let go of everything. Let's relearn. Let's put the put the baseline in mm-hmm. so that we all know we're all on this place. We're all here. We all can understand ourselves. And then I very clearly like felt a shift at the end of the year to say, that's done. It's mm-hmm. built. The pillars mm-hmm. are here. It's in. You don't need to touch it again. And I'm really enjoying moving into 2022 with this kind of I'm still new, right? I'm still new in this Mm -hmm. urge. I'm still like experiencing, cool, what's the energy now? And like, what does that look like? Of now we go up, Mm -hmm. right? And and I think for manifestors to go up is like limitless. It's, Mm -hmm. It's limitless because when we're solid, in ourselves. And that's not to say that we're not messy, right? Because we are and we're still humans and we can still have those moments of conditioning or or choosing the wrong behavior or not following our authority or getting overtired or whatever it is, right? We're still allowed to have all of that messiness. But when we have that space of alignment to come back to, when we have Mm -hmm. that space of um, self-ownership and sovereignty and self-accountability, our ability to initiate things from mm-hmm. that space is like it's it has no boundary it's yeah. it does it's a, I don't even I'm struggling to have words for that right because it doesn't mm-hmm. have a physical concept yeah. to it um yeah. and that's 
I really feel like that's where I am being called to kind of draw this community into next. Like you guys have got your feet underneath you now. And if you're just coming into it, it's all there. Go to that place and, and do it. It's all available for you. But if you've already come through that journey with us, now let's start going higher now let's start going up into the clouds and really kind of putting all of this energy to the test and seeing what it can do and um things like entering into a partnership and and inviting people in to be witness to Mm. that is very much um it's an exemplification right it's just like this is an example of one of the millions of things yeah that right so watch it be part of it be be somebody who receives benefit from kind of consuming this if that feels correct to you and also let it let it expand you into the place of possibility of saying what does what would this look like for you what what would this bring you if you were to allow yourself to move into this space as well I think um I really enjoy using expanders right when I'm looking Mm -hmm. at like I'm going to play in a new kind of field here. Like what's what's possible and looking to people who are expanders is just so comforting. Mm -hmm. It brings such a level of safety because then it's not, oh, I couldn't do this absolutely crazy thing that I'm thinking. It's, Mm -hmm. oh, look, somebody's, someone's doing it. Yes. And it's, it's it's good. It's not just okay. It's actually good. Right. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this partnership can at the very least be an expander to people yeah. who are who are potentially like already feeling this and already on this journey. Right. And yeah. that's that's a beautiful healing role to play. Yeah, I I agree. As as I think about it more and sit with it more, I'm like what was the foundation last year? It's like we're elevating that foundation now. Like there's a new there's a new standard being set for the manifester experience. There's a new bottom, if you will, not, not that anyone's not going to have, you know, their full human experience, but because that information, you know, came through and, and it's available now, the bottom is available. Like there's a new bottom, there's a new floor available to a new set of people. And, and I'm with you. I'm like right behind you. Like, okay, well, I want to talk about what makes up wealth since we all seem to need to have that foundational conversation. <laughs> yeah, it isn't do. just money folks. Like, <laughs> you know, and I, I just, I, that's probably, you know, just a moment to indulge is, that is one of the reasons why I love partnering and just being in your space is because very much, it really is. I'm having this one, three experience and you're having your four, four, six experience. What you're, what you're doing last year is what I'm, what I feel like in many ways I'll be doing this year, but on a, maybe a slightly different topic or a different facet, but in doing that, it's in service to the foundation you've already let left. And that kind of dance, I think is really, um, it's just beautiful. And I, I want everybody to get all they can from it. So mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is good stuff. It is really good stuff. Yeah. So obviously, like like I let people know at the beginning, um, you will be starting monthly episodes with the podcast. Yeah. So your first kind of solo or Taylor Taylor episode yeah. um, will be coming out at the beginning of April. Um, yeah. And and I mean, prior to that, or as people listen to you, like where can they get in your space if they want to connect with your yeah. outside of me? Like where can they find you? What can, what kind of work do you do that they might want to be involved in? 
Yeah. So I moonlight or full-time, depending on if you have asked my kids, I moonlight <laughs> as a wealth mentor. I really am all about being in each other's space and energy. I like the, the intimate, um, the messy parts of the experience of growth and expansion. And so that that's my passion. And if that sounds like if, if hearing us today has initiated you and you're like, I, there's someone I need to be with, not just do the coaching or do the course. I just want to be with somebody. I'm, I am that kind of a coach. And so you can reach me at hello. Taylor V that's on Instagram at hello, Taylor V or, um, my email, I guess I'll put it maybe in the show notes, Taylor yeah. at truth and I can put the, the thing there, but, um, I really want to see people have a more expansive, um, experience of wealth and to redefine their relationship of what or redefine the relationship with wealth. Let, let's actually redefine what it is so that you realize that it's available to you now before you've hit all of your goals, before you've done all the things, wealth is here now. And if you don't have access to it, it may just be because you're not connected or you didn't know. And that transfer happens in relationship. It's not a course. It's not a book. So um, that is my passion. I am launching a podcast myself called mm -hmm. The Fun Money Life Podcast. I love that. Yes. Because Again, those are the main categories of wealth is like intense pleasure such that you experience joy. And I, I think that we really do need to have a very practical conversation about money and making money and what that's like. And then just a full life, because these things don't happen in silos. They happen all together. You're becoming a great business owner as your kids are going to kindergarten and, you know, you're figuring out how to have fun with your spouse while your kids are like, peeing the bed. Like it's all happening <laughs> while you're becoming a money mogul at the same time. Shameless plug by the money moguls course. Oh <laughs> yes. It's really, since good. I said it, like yes, you should, you should. Um, yeah, we are, we'll be reopening money moguls sometime, I think around May, June, don't quote me on that guys, but it's somewhere around that sometime. time. We'll, we'll be, yeah, just be ready. There, yeah. Consider it like <laughs> that plug was for the emotional manifestors who will need sufficient time to process. <laughs> Right. <laughs> need to re-experience your relationship to money as a manifest to start processing it now. now. Okay. <laughs> because if the launch won't be long enough, I can assure you, it doesn't matter if you have money drama, it does not matter how much time she chooses, you're gonna need more time. So you're welcome. <laughs> and you've got you've got Taylor's launching podcast in the meantime. Yes, She's exactly. gonna be there. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So much support. You know, and, and I can attest just as a like a firsthand receiver of the way that you approach things and the energy mm. that you bring and the wisdom that you bring. Uh, I, I have felt profoundly initiated mm. by you a mm. number of times and witnessing you as um, a support teacher for this round of MMC. I mean, there is like teaching and insight that you come out with for the students that I think, holy <laughs> damn, like I just... <laughs> could never have like <laughs> seen it that way. And, and that just really mm. expanded my mind and helped me to embody it further. So oh, um, I love, I, I, I love your energy. I love the way yeah. that you approach things. And I really strongly encourage to, to um, people to get up in your space and to Thank experience you. you. I think that you are uh, just a true, a, a true example of being a catalyst to people. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I love it. And I can't even help it if I didn't love it. So. <laughs>
it was happening me. anyway. So now we're harnessing it. Now we're accepting it. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yes, all yes. of it. That was our, we actually joked about this when the podcast started about how I was slightly resistant to human design, <laughs> nothing noticeable. And here we are. So if you feel a re- little resistant to wealth, you could like call me. I could probably help you through that. You <laughs> could know? probably initiate you into yeah, that a little bit more. You'll right. love it by the time we're done. I can assure you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will put all of Taylor's contact information in the show notes, of course. So it's super easy for you to jump over and get involved with her. Um, And you will be hearing Taylor's voice back on the podcast in about a month's time and then ongoingly from there. And I mean, I really, I just hope that you all stick around to see what this evolves into. I think we're, we're witnessing the journey as much as you are. Yeah. From the outside. Yeah. And it's fun. So if it isn't fun yet, stick around. It will be. I agree. I agree. Thank you so much for being here, Taylor. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your wisdom. I can't wait to bring more of you to the audience. I'm excited. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.